everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast. Today, I'm actually here to share some tips on relationships. So in That Lux Life, part of living our luxurious lifestyles is making sure that we feel good in our day-to-day. And if we're in relationships, our relationships can affect our day-to-day. How we interact with our partners, the things that are going on in our relationships can affect how we move forward. It flows into our businesses. It flows into our travels. It flows into just doing certain things. I know even for me, I'm not having a good moment in my relationship. I can't function. I can't think straight at work. I can't run my business. I can't even be a good parent sometimes. Even, you know, sometimes it leads me to go out and go shopping so that I'm spending money. So I'm not being financially conscious. But, you know, that those are different things. I mean, everyone has their own things, their own vices. But let's just get to the point that when you have a bad time in your relationship or there's an issue, it just can affect things overall. So one thing that I want to talk about, because it's something that I had to deal with in my own relationship, is dealing with when your partner has friends of the opposite sex. And it just can just cause you some issues. We all are beings who just have trust problems. Even if you're sitting there saying, you know what, I trust my partner 100%. I guarantee you it's not 100% because you either don't trust them in the situation we're talking about today, which is probably why you clicked on this episode to listen to it because you want to hear what's going on and get some tips for how to deal with it. Or maybe you just don't trust them with making the spaghetti right. You don't trust them with booking the reservations. You don't trust their driving ability because you think they're going to drive you off a cliff. Even the small things makes it say that you don't trust someone a hundred percent. Even if you go, and I say it to this day, I trust my husband with my life. I do not trust him to always pay our bills on time, which is why I take care of the bills. I don't trust him to make sure that all the dishes are clean every night or that they're clean the right way. I don't trust that if I left him at home that I would come back and the house wouldn't be in disarray. But that's not saying I wouldn't trust my husband with my life and my soul and trust him with my my son and taking care like all of those things well our son but you know trusting with the big things but you know some of those small things can play into it but i'm going off on tangents we're talking today about dealing with your your partner's friends of the opposite sex so my husband and i have been married now for six years and Before we were married, we were together for about five years. So we're going on about 10, 11 years of knowing each other. And I will say that his female friends caused me issues in our early dating relationship when we were engaged and even early in our marriage to the point where, and I'll share more about this this moment with us, that I actually had moved out of our apartment when we were married And there was this issue with this other female who somehow infiltrated into our relationship and it almost caused us a divorce. Like that's how bad it got. But 
we made our way through it. I'm still married to my husband. We are building a house. We have a child. We're thinking about growing our family. We travel together. Things have gotten a whole lot better. Of course, we still argue about things. I mean, if you're not arguing, do you really care? Is there really thing you care? You argue when you care. But this, him and his female friends were issues for me. Um, to kind of give you a, a, a baseline, my husband is very social. He's an introverted socialite. As much as that sounds like a contradiction, he's quiet, but he is very social to the point where people gravitate to talking to him. And once he opens up, it's like everyone wants to be around him. Um, and he works very well with other people. He talks to people. He kind of just has this aspect against him. Of course, he looks good. I mean, he's my husband, so I'm going to say he looks good. It might not be everyone's preference. I mean, there's some people that I feel like they're married to, and I'm like, why? But everyone has their own tastes, right? That's kind of the point. Um, but early in our relationship when we were dating, I had, you know, got deeper and deeper in the relationship, probably about two to three years in. I started paying attention with the fact that my my boyfriend at the time, so my now husband, my boyfriend at the time, that my husband at the time, my husband, who is now my boyfriend, this is going to get so confusing because I used to call him my husband, but I'm going to refer to him in these early stages when we were dating as my boyfriend. He had a lot of female friends. And what I mean by a lot of female friends, it wasn't friends that he had met, you know, in class because we were in college when we started dating. They weren't like classmates who are like in his classes who he was like working on projects with. They related because they were in the same major. They just kind of talked to their now and then or even with his on campus job, people that he was just kind of interacting with at his job and he was friendly with. No, these were actual friends, friends who and he was a DJ, so he would invite them to parties. He would be in text message conversations with them. At one point, he had invited uh, one or two of them out with us for like a thing we were doing together. It wasn't a date. It was more of like a gathering when we went out. So they got in the car with us, which was weird at the time. But he just had these female friends that had been with him for a long time, you know, throughout his college experience because we met towards the end of our um, college ex undergrad college experience. We went to grad school together as well. Um, and along with the friends that he made in college, he also had female friends that he had kept from high school the people he was still talking to back in his hometown and they weren't like friends of the family that you know they were friends with like his cousins or something they were like friends he made on his own so at first when we first started dating I was like okay you know what everyone explores options I mean I was in college I was exploring my options so I had male friends who I entertained but then after a while I felt like it was a level of disrespect and I knew that the male friends that I was entertaining were more coming after me for a dating relationship aspect. So I was like, you know what? I'm really committed to this relationship. I need to cut those relationships off. And of course, I also had friends that were males from high school, ones that I had made from um, classes that weren't really interested in me in that way. They were just friends. So it wasn't a one-sided thing. So that's why I also have to say that, which is why it's going to lean into these, these tips of dealing with things. So we had that cost us a really big issue during that time, we had you know blowouts over it, conversations. He would get upset because of my male friends. I would get upset because of his female friends. One of us would call the other one hypocritical. It was like we were arguing against each other about the same things we were doing to each other, which when we get to the, the tips, it sounds really, really silly. You're, you're arguing to defend something that you're doing already. So 
then as we, you know, we it kept going. He still had these these female friends, and sometimes he made more female friends that you know were more job friends, but they just kind of were around. Um, and when you see someone, another female's name popping up on their phone uh, for your your husband or your fiance, you get a little weird. So when we got engaged, he had made more friends. They were still texting him. We would be at home at our apartment and he'd be texting them. You know, we're in the middle of conversation. He's answering their text messages. I would get calls and hear them. And it wasn't like they were talking about things that were personal. And it wasn't that like they weren't they were having these conversations that seemed like it was threatening our relationship. So I do want to lay that out there as well. It was just the fact that it was someone who was infiltrating the day-to-day that was taking attention away from me. And as selfish as it sounds, we do all go through that. It's just one of those things of like, but then you start questioning. So it becomes a thing. The big thing, which is a story I want to share before I get into the tips that happened is what after we got married. My husband and I just went through a big thing. It was... Your first year of marriage is just super hard. So if you are someone who's listening to this episode or and maybe you're getting married, you're engaged, you're thinking about getting married to this person one day, or you're in your first year and you're like, why is this so difficult? It's normal. Your first year of marriage after the honeymoon period is just difficult. Things happen. You're still trying to get used to each other. Even if you've dated for years, it just changes things. So my husband and I just went through a variety of different issues to the point where I didn't feel safe anywhere besides going home. So I packed up a bunch of my stuff and I moved and went back to my parents' house to live with them while, you know, I thought about where I want to go in my relationship, in my life, if I thought this was even repairable, you know, what had happened, all the things that were going on. So at the time... One of his female friends, I guess, had become somewhat aware that we were apart. And I think where it came from was the fact that this friend of his followed me on my social media channels. And as a creator and influencer blogger, you know, with a certain number of followers on Instagram, you don't really see every single person that's watching your stories or every single person that is looking at your posts. Even if it's not on stories, the posts become somewhat evident of what's going on in the background, what's happening. And if they don't like it, you don't even know that they saw it. So this person was basically, you know, creeping on my Instagram, on my tweets of things that I was just sharing. And the fact, I think it came from the fact that, and we found this out later, she realized where I was because this was a friend that he had had for a while. Um, and she had come to a gathering we had um, that was celebrating us during our, when we got engaged, and it was at my parents' house. So she started realizing that my stories were taking more and more, the background was at my parents' house because it was recognizable if you had been there before. So I think she began realizing that I was not at home with my husband. Also for the fact that on my social medias, I usually shared my husband, things we were doing together. And it was a lot more about me being at home, me going out with friends elsewhere. Like it wasn't, my husband wasn't involved as much in my stories. So she began reaching out to him saying, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then kind of, I guess, would you say telling on me? (laughs) So we would have these moments where my husband would call me as we were still married saying, oh, I saw you went out and went to New York City with one of your friends to this 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 bar, you know, I why aren't you at home? So I'm sitting thinking, I'm like, well, first of all, I'm an adult. I'm at my parents. I was going with my friends. I, and then it would be one of those things of like, okay, how did you know? Yes, 
I should have told you. Oh, I, not necessarily. I didn't think I should have told him at the time because I'm starting to think I'm like, we're separated right now. I can do what I want. So it was like she was tracking me to the point where I stopped sharing things because I started realizing someone's going through my social media and telling him. And after, you know, we started repairing things, he did share what was going on and who it was. Um, and it caused this big issue of, I don't think you should be friends with this person anymore. She's trying to whisper in your ear. And to him, it was, oh, she's trying to protect me from getting hurt. I didn't see it that way. Um, and I eventually got over it, even to the point where we had our... we. we got back together. We're obviously together now. We had our son. He knew I didn't like her that much for the fact that she got my son a gift. And he said it was from him when I actually found out later, once we went to an event and she was there and, you know, my mother-in-law came up and said, oh yes, this is the girl's name. I'm not going to mention her name. Um, how did, you know, he liked the He, uh, my son liked the toy that so-and-so got her. Um, or got him. And that's when I realized what a lie was. I came and confronted him. We talked about it. But the reason why, you know, now I'm okay, because they're even still friends and my husband still has female friends that he still talks to is because I started going through different aspects of my life and I started just following certain tips. So now that you've kind of shared all the background, the experiences I've gone through, maybe even related. Now I just want to tell you about like some of the things that you can do to help you deal with when your partner has friends of the opposite sex. One, you need to have clear conversations with your partner. And as weird as it says, and I don't like this phrase, I just can't find a phrase that would make sense to everyone that would make it like sound a little better, is you need to discuss ground rules. Yes, we all don't say like, I don't want to set rules for my partner, but it's not rules for your partner. It's kind of, I guess, you, maybe they're guidelines that you both follow in your relationship. And with that in mind, you ha it, with any, any ground rule, boundary you set, guideline that you set, you have to be able to follow it yourself. So as I talked about my experience in college with me having this issue with my husband having, husband now, boyfriend at the time, having female relationships or female friends, I realized I couldn't be hypocritical if I was doing the same thing. How could I ask him to drop all of his female friends if I wasn't uh, willing to drop all my male friends? So if it's a guideline you want to set to make you feel comfortable, you also have to be able to give that in return if your partner asks for it especially because it just has to be an even playing field. You can't expect something that you're not going to give. And that's with anything in your relationship. When you're asking for something, you're asking something from someone, a partner, you have to be able to give that as well. So what I did with my husband, what we decided to do together is when we went through those things, this issue was brought up. We started talking about having friends of the opposite sex. We sat down in a neutral space. And though it was our still our apartment, we set said that we're going to sit down there's going to be no yelling everyone has to hear you know we're going to sit down and we sat down together and set a specific time we created a date a time sat down laid down the rules if anyone broke the rules someone had to put a dollar in a jar and then it went to the person who put less dollars in the jar so it was always really funny um, we still do that every once in a while but we sat down and created guidelines and shared our feelings about why we were asking for that guideline. 
You often feel to yourself, I mean, I do it too, where when you share a boundary or you share a, a like something that hurts you, just setting that boundary, saying, I don't like this. We often don't feel like we should have to share why we don't like it. We often just kind of go, well, I don't like this, so I don't want you to do it. You have to be open to sharing why you don't like that or how it's making you feel. Even if it sounds super personal, because you may be listening to this and early in your relationship and you're like, really, I don't want to get too deep into it or share things that have happened in my past or things that are just may cause issues. You have to be open to sharing those because by understanding the other person and having them understanding you makes it easier to digest what the other person wants. And if you're in a relationship with this person and you're looking for the long term, you're looking for it to last a lifetime, you're looking for it to keep going, you have to be able to get vulnerable. And it's as hard as it is, setting those ground rules, those expectations, those guidelines has to come with sharing those feelings. Once you share those feelings, you set those guidelines, you also have to be open to trusting that person. So you may leave the table and go, I really don't know if my partner heard me or what's going to happen. And it's a risk. Everything in life is a gamble. I mean, you go to sleep and you're gambling because, to be honest, we don't know if we're going to get up the next morning. I mean, it, it's just as morbid as that sounds. Everything's a gamble. You get on the road, you get in the car, it's a gamble. You don't know because there's other people on the road. But when you have these conversations with your partner and you're sharing these things, it is a gamble as to whether they're going to take it, it's going to resonate with them, and they're actually going to abide by those guidelines or those new boundaries you're setting. And you have to be willing and open to let them test those boundaries because they will. It's just in human nature. We like to push and test boundaries, but you also have to be open to going, okay, they're testing the boundary. I'm just going to ignore them. Let it annoy me. I've already said what I had to say. And I said my piece. I'm not going to say it again. Do not go into that mindset. Be open to now going, my partner is testing the boundary. They've reached the boundary. Let me say it in a clear manner. Come back. Go. Do not do it in the moment with all the emotions. Maybe if they tested the boundary for a moment, you walk away, you calm down, you come back and go, you just tested this boundary we talked about this before. This is where it is. Because they might not know. Even when you have conversations, you sit down, you set those boundaries. Some people, they hear you, it resonates, but they truly don't know where the boundary is or comprehend it in a different way. So you may just have to be open to saying that. And you also have to trust the person. You can't just automatically go, oh, well, my partner's going out. He's going out with friends. She's going out with friends. They're going out with friends. Like, the person's going out with friends. And they're going out with the female friend. I just told them not to. They may. They may be. They may not be. And you have to be trustworthy that you're not going to just start sneaking around. You're not going to do things. And you have to be willing to possibly go. It may lead to heartbreak, unfortunately. It's just where you are. So be open and be trustworthy. If you set the boundary or you set the expectation that both of you are keeping your friends of the opposite sex. That has happened. It's happened in our relationship. My husband still has female friends. I still have male friends. What we did to make us feel better, and it may not be something for you, but I recommend it, is meet the other people. You may realize that these people aren't trying to do anything. Um, I met some of my husband's female friends. One, some of them are married. Two, some of them really just don't aren't interested in my husband at all. Um, and three, some of them are actually now more friends with me than they are 
with my husband now. So you actually can make more friends out of the situation. Um, I have a sister who went through the same thing. She had a lot of male friends, but now she's more friends with her male friends' wives than she was with her male friends. I had the same thing. I had male friends that now I'm more friends with their husband. My best friend who lives closest to me, I was friends with her husband first before I was friends with her. So be open to meeting the other person. You never know what's going to come from it. Not only is there a possibility of broadening your friend circle, if that's something you're against, okay, that's fine. But it's offering you a peace of mind or it's confirming your suspicions and then you can save yourself and get out the heartache, just to be honest. It, it could be that situation either way. But if you're, if you're, partner is really saying, you know, this is just a friend, you can go and confirm that by meeting the other person. I would ask this as a first tip, go meet the other person. It's either going to, like I said, confirm your suspicions or offer you peace of mind. And if it offers you peace of mind and something happens later, at least like now, you know what the signs are to look for and learn from the experience and, and move forward. The other thing that I say this, this other tip is make sure you're putting the shoe on the other foot. So being fair, I think I've reiterated this over, you know, a variety of different ways that we've talked about all these tips, these experiences is you have to be able to put the shoe on the other foot and go, what if what I'm asking for, could I do it? If I were in this situation where I had a friend who I was friends with since 12 and now my partner a decade later has asked me to break this friendship because they're uncomfortable, would I be willing to do it? And if you are, share that with your partner. But also consider, are you in that situation? Because you may be willing to do it, but if you're not truly in the situation, you don't have a friend that you've had for the past decade. It's not as painful to you as it would be painful to them. So just kind of make sure that you're taking in the fact that every, your, your, your partner's feelings, because if you truly care, you have to care about their feelings as much as you're, you want them to care about your feelings. So it's just kind of dealing with those things. So those are my top tips for dealing with your partner's friends of the opposite sex. I hope it offers you some peace of mind. Um, I'm always open. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm opening for, you know, couples counseling or, you know, whatever. I, I don't, I don't do that. I cannot say I'm a counselor at all. I just share my experiences. Um, but I always feel like if you have questions, reach out to me on Instagram. I love like talking to people and helping people and just like, you know, talking them through something. Cause sometimes you just need someone to listen to you. And I want to be there for people. I create this podcast because I want to talk to people and help them live their lux life. That's what the podcast is called, That Lux Life. So if you have questions, you want to ask things, you want to dial a little bit more into my experience, maybe to match your experience, you can find me on my podcast Instagram, That Lux Life Podcast. Send me a DM. Make sure you're following me as well. Or you can reach out to me on my direct you know, Instagram channel, my hub, Living Lesh. That's Living, L-E-S-H. Send me a DM. Also make sure you're following me. And then I do ask you, I always ask this and I would love if you did it. Make sure to leave a review on my podcast, no matter what you're listening to this on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. Leave a review, five stars, of course. I mean, it's me. That's the Lux Life. Uh, five stars and a review of what you're getting out of this um, because the more podcast reviews that I get, the better I can do and the more people I can bring on to talk about things. I always like say someone I can bring on. I mean, maybe, you know, Viola Davis will be on here in a couple of years because I'm getting such great reviews and such great listeners. And they're just like, well, Viola Davis wants to come on. You never know. So leave that review and make sure to stay tuned for our next episode. Listen to the other episodes. You would listen to them and I'll catch you next time.